0: Hello Vol Nation. Welcome to episode 5 of Believe in Tennessee Football. I'm your host, Kyler Curbison. Gonna be talking about some SEC games that went on this weekend, also my thoughts on the Kentucky versus UT game and what we can look forward to versus Alabama. Let's start the show. Okay, so before we get into the meat and potatoes of the podcast, let's go over our sponsor, bet Online. The SEC season is in full swing. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still bet in on the action at BetOnline.ag. So some of the spreads this weekend for the SEC games, Tennessee and Alabama Alabama at minus 21.5, and honestly might be generous for us. Alabama's consistent 40 plus points a game and we are not so that's (laughs) uh that's going to be a tough one uh Auburn versus Ole Miss Auburn is minus two and a half this is just you know they're not sure whoever wins wins both teams are surprisingly bad you know you expected them to be better this year they're supposed to be better this year but they've really been struggling Kentucky at Missouri, line is set, uh, minus six and a half. Kentucky, uh, I'm not sure. Missouri, it's shown a lot with their uh, win versus LSU. And like I said before, I think their offense is getting back into it. I think they might cover this. Not sure that Kentucky's as good as we made them look uh, either. So, uh, And then the last game, South Carolina uh, versus LSU. LSU is six and a half point favorites versus South Carolina. I think South Carolina covers, and I think they win outright. Those are the spreads for this weekend. And from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always the online casino as well. So head on over to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. Bet Online your online sportsbook experts. Okay, so let's recap SEC play from this last week. Uh, of course, the LSU-Florida game was postponed. Uh, also, the Vanderbilt-Missouri, so we didn't have those two. Uh, but let's start with Auburn versus South Carolina. I think this shows that Auburn isn't quite as good as we thought, and South Carolina is better than we thought. Uh, South Carolina wins 30-22, to uh, Bo Nix was 24 for 47 for 272 yards, a touchdown, and three interceptions. I mean, you're never really going to win the game with uh, three interceptions, and UT fans know that all too well. Um, I think if they lean on their freshman running back in Bigsby a little bit more, they might win more games. He had 16 carries for 111 yards and one touchdown. Uh, South Carolina leaned on the run game again, 25 carries, 83 yards, and two touchdowns by Harris, Uh, Hill's average quarterback he also had an interception Uh, but the big thing was the three picks by Bo Nix because South Carolina had 21 points off those three picks so uh, way to take advantage Uh, next game is Ole Miss versus Arkansas Arkansas wins 33-21 great win for old Sammy P down there I was rooting for him the whole time you know I like to see guys at a Coached me that I enjoy win some games. So, uh, Old Miss's quarterback threw six interceptions. I didn't think it could be done again after last week Mississippi State versus Kentucky, but it happened. Um, Felipe Franks uh, for Arkansas was twenty-one of thirty-four, two hundred forty-four yards, a touchdown, interception, and Arkansas had control of this the whole game. Uh, And there was you know seven turnovers by Old Miss. So you ever turn the ball over that many times you're going to lose the only game I've ever seen that was close with seven turnovers was us 2016 versus Texas A&M and went into overtime and we actually almost won but uh yeah you're going to lose the game every time uh next up we have Texas A&M versus Mississippi State uh Texas A&M wins 28-14 uh Mon for Texas A&M was 13-23 139 yards excuse me two touchdowns interception Mississippi State set Costello because he just kept turning the ball over. Their backup came in uh, Rogers. He was 15 of 18, 120 yards and a touchdown. So it almost seems like they might have found someone. And it looks like you know Texas A and being more balanced, running and passing, has made them a better team. You know with their win versus Florida last week, and then stacking on another win versus Mississippi State. All right, and then on to the big matchup of the weekend was Georgia versus Alabama. Alabama wins 41-24. to 24. Uh, Stinson Bennett was 18 for 40, 269 yards, two touchdowns, and three huge interceptions. Um, those interceptions really sealed the win for Alabama, and I wouldn't even necessarily put all of them on him. Um, you know, the first two, one in the first quarter, was a batted ball up in the air just so happened to bounce into the defense alignment's hands and the second one was a dropped pass by a wide receiver that uh bounced into the safety that third one all on him but that gives Alabama the win uh offense was great uh, their quarterback Jones was 24 for 32 417 yards four touchdowns and one interception Najee Harris, their are running back. 31 carries, 152 yards and a touchdown. They roll again. old tied. So that's the SEC recap this week. Let's get into my thoughts on Tennessee and UK. I wanted to start this review off by just giving a little public service announcement. Um, I know a lot of times when Tennessee loses, fans get pretty upset. I mean, I get upset. But you can't let this control your life people get so upset they start to dm twitter facebook instagram the players and tell them how much they suck how uh you know they'll never amount to anything they are ruining the program things of that nature this is bush league to say the least I always hated this. I'm a former player, so I went through it. I saw my teammates have to deal with it. And I don't understand the reasoning behind it. What is there to accomplish? For one, you're you know, yelling at someone or telling someone how to do something you have never even gotten close to do. You've never been in that situation. Imagine someone coming to your work Who's never worked in your field telling you you suck and you need to change everything you're doing just because they watched someone work in that field before? It's ridiculous, right? Sounds like it. And, you know, when you do send these to these 19, 20, 21 year old kids, there's no positive that will come out of it at all. If you're expecting, A good result. Out of you. Tweeting at them. Um, Tell them they ruined your weekend. Tell them they suck at what they do. You're delusional. There will only be negative results. They're not going to take it as motivation. And play better. They don't know you. It would just be. Someone from the distance. So please. Try and refrain from calling out these players online, telling them, you know, your opinion on the game. That's what the coaches are there for. They will get them right. It's not up to us. As fans, we're there to enjoy it, try and get some entertainment out of it. But we're not coaches. If we were coaches, if we were good at motivating 18, 19, 20, 21-year-olds to give full effort, out on the field and and be able to understand football to the greatest level, then we would be coaching. So if you're not a college coach, I don't know if you are the best person to try and motivate these guys. So I just wanted to say that, make my peace before I got into the game and uh, some of the negatives, obviously, that we're going to talk about. So I read a tweet yesterday that was all of our offensive drives starting in the second half of the Georgia game through the Kentucky game goes fumble interception punt 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 fumble for touchdown turnover on downs end of game punt fumble pick six pick six interception touchdown punt 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 turnover on downs wow that is a problem. Obviously, the turnovers aren't necessarily on the coach, but we only had one touchdown drive of 19 drives. Only one was for a touchdown. And guess what we did on that drive? We ran the ball 12 out of the 14 plays, ran the ball, and we scored. I don't understand what Cheney is thinking out there. I don't know what he thinks he has as offensive weapons. This isn't Tyler Bray. You don't have Derek Rogers and Justin Hunter and uh, Michael Rivera, uh, Zach Rogers at wide receiver. You got Garantano. You have young wide receivers. You have an experienced, huge offensive line. And that's your strong point. So why are we trying to sling it all around? Just Let's just run the ball. I imagine they're going to go a lot simpler with the offensive scheme versus Alabama because Coach Perrott is not trying to be embarrassed uh, in front of his old team. That is not what he's going for. And he's a defensive coach. So, you know, he's going to leave a lot of the offensive play, Colin, offensive scheming to Coach Chaney, who's been a great offensive coordinator his whole career. Now is the time where Coach Perrott has to step in and say, look, man, You can't expect Garantano to make these kind of throws. I mean, he even said, uh, when asked after the game, I don't know why we're trying to throw the ball 54 yards across the field for a four yard out. I don't like that decision. I don't like that call. I don't understand that. He might be a defensive coach, but he knows football. And with the talent you have at quarterback, that doesn't seem like a smart play, now does it? (laughs) It's... What I said last week, and I put out the quote, Garantano is an elite quarterback. He's a guy back there. And you have to call the right plays to where he can figure it out. And a four-yard out all the way across the field is not going to do it. And what's crazy is, you know, a third down before that, it was third and seven, and we ran an inside zone. But then when it's third and four, we're going to try and run that play? It doesn't make sense. Just keep running the ball. I mean, it's what they did in the second half just because Pruitt was tired of it. He didn't want to have to deal with, you know, more interceptions and horrible play by the quarterbacks. He's like, "Just, just run it. Run it three times and we'll punt. Run it three times and we'll punt. And by that time, it was, you know, game over. That second half just went on forever. I was pretty upset about the effort that we showed. On the second pick six and you watch the film, and I'm sure Coach Perret is going to bring it up. No one ran for a tackle. No one tried to make that tackle. There was no effort shown. They had given up on it. There is nothing more that really gets me is someone not showing effort, not putting forth effort, If you get beat because a guy is more athletic than you, does a good move, is a better overall player, I can understand that. But if you don't try, if you don't put forth the effort, I can't have you out there on the field. Effort is between you and you. There's no one else that controls that. You're on your own when it comes to effort. So seeing guys jog after the interception really pissed me off honestly i sprinted 80 yards downfield when we threw interception versus oklahoma in norman because if there was a chance that i could stop him from scoring then maybe it helps us win do these guys not realize it's little things like that anything that you can put in any film that you can watch during the week any kind of little extra thing you can do on the field help that you give to the guy next to you can ultimately bring a w in the end it seems as if they don't necessarily care as much i mean i bleed orange and white i care so much about playing i was fighting to get on special teams as a young guy you know red shirt freshman i was fighting to get on field goal Offensive linemen hate field goal. You just get hit. You get punched in the mouth. And they get to go full bore, you know, three big old dudes in front of you. And after a drive, offensive linemen don't want to sit there and try and block. I was happy to. I, I wanted to just be on the field as much as I possibly could. And I don't know if a few of these guys feel the same way. I know Trey Smith feels that way. He's the kind of guy who puts forth effort, who wants to win, who wants to win for Tennessee. And he had a quote after the game, too, where, you know, he said everybody's going to have to do some self-reflection and some soul-searching and see what the heck's going on in their brains, why they're playing the way they're playing, or they're putting forth effort the way that they are. And that's true. That's exactly what's going to have to happen. There's no getting around it. You know, we're playing the best team in the SEC this week. And obviously, I don't see a win in our future with that. But I do see some growth possibility. I see a chance for guys to maybe get some confidence. Um, for them to understand what it means... To wear the orange and white. To have that T on the side of your helmet. I mean I know a few guys are pretty upset. That you know. Legends like Al Wilson and Peyton Manning. Are in the building. And we do that. Versus Kentucky. I would be upset. If I was there. I would be screaming my head off. At some of the guys in my position group. If I saw people. Jogging like that and the interception, and I'm a senior offensive lineman, I'm calling them out in film. No doubt, I'm calling them out and telling them they need to get their stuff together. I don't want to play with you if you're going to be like that. I can't trust you out in the field if you're going to give barely any effort. That's just how I see it. But, you know, besides the effort thing, X's and O's of offense... Just run the ball. You know, both of our tackles got beat pretty bad. Um, I think the sack that Juanita Morris had, a running back kind of got in his way on his pass set, which can affect you. So running backs have to be a little more careful. I think the running backs did uh, honestly a better job at picking up the blitzes uh, this week than versus Georgia. So, I mean, there's a positive. I guess that's heading in the right direction. But just, you know... Watching Garantano, he's an average quarterback. He's not a showstopper. He's not a Brady and Aaron Rodgers, a guy like that. He's an average quarterback, and he'll give you average results. And if you try and put him in position five wide, you know, five-man protection or anything like that, that's not where he's going to succeed. He's he's not going to be able to have a good game. I think we just... Line up two tight ends, running back seven yards back, under center, hand the ball off over and over and over. I feel like that'll be the only way to get any kind of yardage, even though Alabama's defense is really good. And I even saw Alabama fans complaining online about their defense. Are you kidding me? Get over yourselves. You guys have had a top 10 defense every year for past two decades. Leave it alone. You're number two in the nation. Okay. A team scored 24 points on you. Big whoop. We just had Kentucky score 34. And I feel so bad for our defense. Because I've been, honestly, on both sides of that spectrum where the offense is holding the defense's hand and, and getting it through games and getting us wins. And then on the other side where the defense is the only reason we're in games and offense can't get anything going. I've been on both sides. And our defense you know plays good again for some turnovers and the four scoring drives that kentucky had their average starting position was their own 44 yard line so they had to go 56 yards on average and they got two touchdowns and two field goals out of that i mean you're putting your defense in horrible positions and after a long game after just battling with georgia and you come into this and given all that you got it's demoralizing you know when you see that stuff it's it's hard to play you know, balls to the wall when your offense gave up 14 points before you gave up any i mean they only gave up 3 points in the first half i mean it's a, it's crazy so i think the defense is playing well which is just proof that you know coach Pruitt does know what he's doing and people calling for his head don't understand how tough it is to get a program going in the right direction. And you cannot rush these things. And in no way am I saying, you know, third season's a rush. But give him a second, okay? That Yes, that was an embarrassing loss. And I think the biggest fault that he might have, that Coach Chaney has, is trusting in Garantano and seeing him as our quarterback. I think the pandemic really didn't help with that because it didn't give you know Harrison Bailey a chance to practice he didn't have spring practice he had a quarantine during training camp it didn't give you know a lot of chance for those quarterbacks to show what they had and maybe beat out Garantano show their mental capacity all that kind of stuff so it's just uh it's just tough to see and I know Garantano's a great guy I'm sure he is and I'm sure a lot of his teammates are conflicted because they know him as a great guy. They've had to work out with him over the off season, put in hours, be in film sessions with him, be in the weight room with him. They understand that he works hard, that he's a great character guy, and they want him to succeed. But if, he, if he's not, if he's not a good football player, he doesn't get to play. And I know it sucks because... As a quarterback, supposed to be the leader of your offense, leader of your team. But if he's not playing well and he's not a good football player, it doesn't matter how great his character is. You gotta sit him and you gotta move on to the next one. I mean, when they said on the telecast that, you know, after a second interception, he sat alone for nine and a half minutes and no one came over to him. I mean If that's not a testament to how you feel about a guy, you know, I I would go over to him at least, talk to him a little bit. If you believe that he was a guy for you, that he was the one who's going to win you the game, he's the one that's going to be able to help you throughout the season, you got to go over and talk to him. Not one person went over there. I know he's supposed to be a leader, but we got a leader in Trey Smith, we got some leaders on defense. Go over there and talk to him. Tell him you got his back. Tell him just to snap and clear. And we'll get past this. We'll move on to the next thing. We'll be okay. But they couldn't even do that. I think because they lost faith in him. It's a tough pill to swallow. Horse pill, as they say. I honestly think we need to reevaluate how we run our offense. It doesn't need to be passing the ball much. It's got to be play actions. That's the only way to do it. And I don't even know about these RPOs because that's putting a decision in the quarterback's hands. You know, when we did it with Dobbs, Dobbs is experienced. He practiced it all the time. He he, he played in games doing it. He understood, you know, what's the look. And I even talked to uh, a former UT quarterback and asked him about the fumble that Garantano had. If it's the running back's fault, or the quarterbacks, he said Garantano probably should have created more space if he knew he was going to throw it, which it was the right decision to throw it on that fumble. He had two on one. So they were outnumbered. I don't know how big of a gain it would have been, but it was the right decision to throw it. It's just he has to create more space between him and the running back. If he knows he's going to throw it and he cocks his arm back, the running back's right there. The running back doesn't know that. He's thinking he's getting the ball. So those little nuances in the game, I just don't know if Garantano has that. I'm sure he's a great guy, but I don't know if he has those little nuances that you need. And I mean, our offensive line is great in run protection or run blocking, but pass protection isn't what it needs to be. Uh, you know, one on one, the tackles are getting beat more often than not. And, you know, hoping Wanye's alright. But we're going to have to shift things around again on the offensive line, and that's always tough. It's always hard, and it's never good to go into Alabama switching things up, which we're going to have to do. I just hope our defense can play well versus our offense. I mean, I know Coach Pruitt likes to run a lot of man coverage, but those wide receivers that Alabama has are incredible, and I honestly think without safety help, our corners are going to get beat pretty bad. Especially if Elante Taylor's not back, it's not going to be pretty. So I think we've got to have some safety help for those corners. we got to have people deep. They love taking their shot plays. They also love running the ball. So we have to be able to defend the run with only five, maybe six guys in the box, which is a tall task. Very tall. I think Alabama's offense is one of the best in the country. I think... You know, they'll be in the college football playoffs. And when they're there, it'll be a shootout with whatever other team they're playing. I think a team can run the ball on them, though. So that gives me hope for us. Saul missed it. Georgia was doing it, too. This is a game that we can possibly keep close if we don't have so many mistakes. It's the turnovers. It's the penalties that kill us. So... I'm hoping we can clean those up and be able to find things to work on going into the bye week. Find plays or people in certain positions can really hone in our skills during that bye week. This is probably the most important week of Jeremy Pruitt's Tennessee career is finding little things that need to be addressed during the bye week. And I'm just hearing that he fired the defensive line coach and is going to coach the defensive line the rest of the year. I don't know if that's necessarily where we are struggling, but I don't hate it. I don't hate a very good defensive-minded coach being more involved with the defense. A lot of times head coaches aren't that involved with actual coaching, and that's when he was at his best, is when he was out there coaching on the field when he was defensive coordinator at Alabama. So maybe getting a little more hands-on, maybe it helps us. I'm hoping it does. And I think it'll let the other coaches know that he's serious. And he will fire you if he thinks you're not doing a good job. I'm hoping we can learn some stuff from this Alabama game coming up. Take it into the bye week. And be able to address the issues that we have. Okay, thank you guys for listening. Uh, As always, rate and subscribe. Give us five stars out there. Leave me some comments. Let me know what kind of stuff you want me to discuss. If you want me to go more in-depth, X's and O's, uh, my feelings toward things, anything like that. Look forward to hearing from you. Let's have a good week. And as always, love alls.